Hindsight Han. Hi, my name is Charlotte and you are listening to a brand new episode of my podcast Hindsight Hun. Today I'm all alone, pre-lockdown and I think this episode is going to be a really interesting one talking about social media, how my opinions and my feelings towards it have changed very, very recently. So I just thought I'd give a disclaimer before I go into the topics of this episode. I just want to say that the opinions I give here are entirely my own and I am quoting from The Social Dilemma, which is a documentary I watched recently on Netflix. I'm not telling people in any way how to run their lives or their families' lives. We're all individuals. Our experiences are different, but I just want to give a perspective of how I feel, my experiences, and maybe someone will relate to how I feel or Maybe you can actually offer a contrasting opinion, which would be amazing. So as I said, I watched The Social Dilemma very, very recently. I had had it recommended to me by a couple of uni friends. Quite a few times they'd told me to watch it and I just never got around to it. I'm not the person who will instinctively watch a documentary. When I watch TV, I like to sort of switch off and watch something that is almost mind numbing that I really don't have to think about and I can just tune out, I can tune in when I want and that is sort of perfect for me. But as I'm gonna talk about in this episode, my relationship with social media has changed quite a lot recently And I was talking to my friends about it and I said I was quite interested in doing a podcast episode. Um, My friend Rosie said, you've got to watch The Social Dilemma. It really addresses a lot of the issues surrounding social media. So I watched it and to say it opened my eyes and confirmed some of my opinions, but added so much more information and understanding into the business side of social media and how it becomes so consuming and how we become so consumed by it it was really eye-opening and that is what I want to talk about today one of the main things that the social dilemma talked about is what does social media do and one of the things that they said which I'm going to quote is that social media exploits a vulnerability in human psychology and when I heard that I thought it was so interesting because I really took a moment to actually pause the documentary and just sort of think on that and think about that quote. And it definitely does, for me anyway. And again, as I'm going to reiterate, these are my experiences, my beliefs. They're not right. There's no right or wrong. It's just an opinion. So I do think, for me personally, there have been moments where social media has definitely exploited a vulnerability in my psychology. It has definitely allowed my mental health to flourish, um, my difficulties in mental health to flourish, should I say. Again, going back to the social dilemma, I think it is a really interesting documentary, but another source, which is very extreme, and it is very extremist, I'd say. In my third year at university of my undergrad degree, we read a book called The Circle by Dave Eggers. There is actually a film based on the book. That talks about the power of technology and how it becomes so consuming and this business suddenly becomes a political tool. It kind of takes over the world essentially. I think reading that book, although again, it was very, very extreme, it was interesting reading that and then watching The Social Dilemma to kind of think of how this is becoming such a prevalent topic in life, really. I recently have taken the decision to cut down on my social media usage. 
It might sound random, people will probably say, I bet you haven't cut down that much, but compared to what I was doing a couple of weeks ago, I've cut down on my social media time and energy drastically. So I took the decision to cut down on my social media to only going onto Instagram twice a day, um, whether that's morning and evening, whether that's afternoon and evening, I don't know. But I said to myself, I've set a limit that I will only go on Instagram twice a day. Facebook is a bit different because I use Facebook Messenger. It's something I use to communicate with quite a few people. And Snapchat, again, I communicate with a few friends on there. So I haven't set a limit and I haven't set a limit on TikTok. But Instagram was the one that I went for first. Limiting myself to only going on it two times a day, I thought would be so much harder than it has been. But I think this is what I'm going to talk about in this episode and discussing kind of the pros and the cons of social media and going into some detail on why I decided to cut down and what measures I'm taking to cut down on going on on social media. Since I've cut down, one thing I thought would be quite interesting to highlight is what I've noticed since I've cut down on social media. Basically, since I have reduced my time on Instagram, I've noticed I'm suddenly getting alerts from Instagram, which I was never really getting before. Um, I think because I went on it so regularly, it didn't even need to notify me that certain people had posted or whatever because I was already on it. Like I knew, I knew when my friends had posted on their story. I knew when um, the place I work at posted on its story because I was on Instagram all the time and it was just really unhealthy and really time consuming. As I said, I've noticed I'm getting alerts popping up on my phone that certain friends have posted or certain accounts that I follow have posted. It's trying to get me on there. And what I've noticed is it's all the people I mainly interact with. So certain friends that I'm really close to, if they post on their story, it will say, oh, so-and-so posted. Or the place I work, when they've posted on their story, it will say, oh, your place of work's posted on, on its story. Why don't you have a look? And I've noticed, again, with the aid of the social dilemma, that it's trying to get me online. Before, it definitely would have worked. But I think now, and it's not just because of the social dilemma, I watched that after I've taken these decisions in my life, it's just kind of aiding my uh, my opinion. I noticed that before I probably would have caved into that and I'd have been like, what have they posted? Oh my goodness, I need to have a look. Whereas now I'm just like, no, like it will be there in a few hours. Have a look later on. So it is trying to get me online. And I think for so many people that could be such an easy tool, you know, just, oh, so-and-so posted on their story. Well, what did they post? It is a problem. It is crazy how some app that we download on our phone for a hobby can become so time consuming and such a big part in our lives. Before I go on to the cons of social media, I thought I do need to highlight the pros of it. Why is social media good? Why is it such a big thing? Why do we love it as much as we do? So I think for me, again, this is my opinion. And again, there are so many different reasons why social media is good. Why Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, all those things, why they are good. There's so many reasons. And I would love for people to, you know, talk to me about it and why they like it. If you have any personal opinions and feelings about why social media is good and bad, please reach out, please let me know because I'd be so interested to hear your personal experiences as well. So for me, the first things that came to mind is the easy access of information. It's so easy to find out things, you know, about 
the elections obviously going on at the moment there's so much going on with that there's with Twitter you get your news feed I find out the majority of my political news and information from platforms like Twitter or Facebook which is good it can obviously be bad because there can be the missharing of incorrect information but from valid credible sources like BBC News or Sky News or so many platforms like that it is really good because you get it instantly sent to your phone you don't have to wait until you get home or wait until you buy a newspaper which again gets so out of date so quickly it's there it's present it's changing every second which is amazing also just being able to be in contact with people from far away so my parents before I was born, lived in America. They lived in America three years. Um, My brother was born out in America. Yeah, they lived in America. So they've got friends out there who over the years are like family to me. There's so many people that we've gone and seen on holidays and we've stayed with and they've come over and seen us. And, you know, they're people who we really care about. And without social media, we wouldn't be able to keep in contact with them in the way that we do. By having them as friends on Facebook, they can see what I'm doing. I can see what they're doing. They like, like a lot of my mum's friends enjoy when I post like a bunch of my photos from what I've been up to over the summer and they can sort of see what's going on and see what we're doing over in the UK across the pond and it is really nice having that and it does make it so easy to keep in contact with people and it does make it so good for people that are far away to still be a part of your life. I'd also say it's really good because it allows you to engage with people who you admire influencers the royal family I don't know political leaders you can see them in a different light it's not just their professional vibe obviously it is a business for them their social media platforms are their business and you know with influencers the way they look and what they post on there is their business but you do see them in a more relaxed environment than you know say if you saw them on the television on Love Island, I don't know, or The X Factor. You see them in a more personal way. You maybe see them at home with their dogs or in their pajamas. It just makes you feel in some ways as though they're more relatable, which I think is amazing. And it is really nice to see that they are human as well. I would also say in terms of it does make life easier in certain ways. Uber, having Uber on your phone, being able to quickly get places and have things brought to you you know, that is technology, not necessarily social media, but it does in some ways make things quick and easy. And it gives you the opportunity to be creative. You have that outlet where you can post your photos and you can be really creative with outfits and fashion and makeup. And it's so amazing to see what people can do. And a lot of the reasons I find amazing makeup looks or Halloween costumes or, um, Christmas present ideas is from social media. I wouldn't have those ideas myself because I'm not creative, but going on things like Pinterest is great for home ideas or DIY or fashion or hair, or it allows you to see other people's creativity and whether it inspires you to try something different or whether it gives you the opportunity to think, I want to try that, I want to use that to make my life easier or maybe make things more affordable. It gives you that accessibility and opportunity to engage with other people's ideas and apply them to your own life, which I think is really, really nice. So in terms of the cons, now the cons is a tricky one because I think I could probably, from personal experience, go on the most long-winded list of cons. 
I think it is really difficult. And again, I don't want to say that social media is bad and you shouldn't have it and it's wrong because I still have it. It's still on my phone. I still go on it. It's not that I'm suddenly purging social media from my life. It is still very much a prevalent thing, a prominent thing, should I say, in my life. But it's an addiction. I've definitely noticed how time consuming it is. And what do we really achieve when we're on it? That was one of the questions they raised on The Social Dilemma. And I did sit there and go, what do I achieve when I spend all these hours on social media, when I'm on TikTok? As much as I love TikTok, and I think TikTok's very different for me because I just really enjoy it. And I feel, although there is an algorithm and all that, and they are using it for business, I'm sure, I do just really enjoy TikTok. But in terms of all the social media aspects, what do we really achieve? When we've spent three hours on social media and then we log off, what have we done? unless it's your business, it's definitely not my business, it's not, I'm making no money from it, what have I achieved in that time? I could be doing other things, I could be cleaning my room, I could be washing my makeup brushes, I could be reading a university book, and what am I doing? I'm scrolling through TikTok laughing at, what do I watch when I'm on TikTok? I'm on Draco Talk at the moment, if anyone knows what that is, it's basically all the fan accounts creating like relationships with Draco from Harry Potter. Yeah, I know I'm a I'm a freak, but I don't care. Um, I also see a lot of Harry Potter TikTok tarot readings on TikTok, which are completely inaccurate, I'm sure, because it's all based on the algorithm. And yet I'm still there. It's ridiculous. I'd also say with social media, it does create jealousy. This is one thing that I've noticed. Seeing people on a nice holiday in certain relationships or what we think is a certain relationship having clothes or possessions that you want, spending time with friends. When you're sat at home on a Friday night and you go on social media and you see all these people are out a good time, it does make you feel jealous. I mean, last night, today's the 1st of November, last night was Halloween. I wasn't out on Halloween, I was at home. A, because I'd been out for dinner with my friend the night before and B, I have work the next morning and also everything shuts at 10. So like, what are you going to do? But I went on social media and I saw everyone was out. And did I feel jealous? Yes. Like, I'm not going to say I didn't. I did sit there and go like, oh, oh, they look like they're having a great time. And I'm sat here in bed. And it's like, well, I'm sure if I really wanted to do something, I could have done something. And also, does it matter? Why does it matter? And why am I letting it affect me and affect my life? It's just not necessary and it's not healthy. I'd also say... And this is something I really resonate with. It can emphasize your exclusion. Seeing people post together reminds you when you're alone, as I said before, but it also reminds you if you've been excluded from something. I'm sure people can relate to me on this because it sucks when it happens. But when you innocently go on, particularly like Instagram or Snapchat, but mainly Instagram these days, when you go on Instagram and you see that a group of people you're maybe friends with or were friends with are together and you see that and you think damn why wasn't I invited the number of times that happened to me over the years where I've looked and been like they're together why wasn't I invited I've done it myself I know I have I know people would say okay you felt like that but you've done it too I definitely have where I've posted and I'm sure someone else has been like why didn't you invite me absolutely but that is what social media emphasizes the number of times I have seen something on social media of friends out having a good time or with other friends and I've sat and just cried my eyes out and been like mom why didn't they invite me why have I been excluded and she was like the thing is in my day 
this is my mum. In my day, we wouldn't have known that. We wouldn't have had a clue that so-and-so were together, that so-and-so had gone to a bar together. We wouldn't have known. We maybe would have found out about it a few days later, but she was like, even by then, it was kind of the moment had gone. But when, especially when you're in that moment or maybe like the morning after when you see people are together and you think, damn, why didn't I get invited? It doesn't matter, but it becomes an issue and it's definitely emphasised my feelings or lack of self-worth in in the past where I've felt so excluded because people have posted on social media that it's really affected my mental health. I'd also say, and this is another thing that I took from the social dilemma, is the idea of willful ignorance. With social media platforms and the way they work, with the algorithm and all that, the idea that they cater your feed, your news feed, to your personality and things that they have seen you like before. If you're liking a certain thing, they're gonna keep giving you things that relate to that idea. So it can easily create the idea of willful ignorance. If you're not seeing other opinions and other perspectives, you can easily be honing in and like narrowing yourself into a certain box. You can be closing yourself off to other opinions, perspectives, and it can make you ignorant to the opinions and beliefs outside of your own. So, you think in terms of society today, we do have extremists. We do have a lot of issues with extremism and threats like that. In some ways, social media can really cater to that and can allow that to flourish. And that's terrifying. Also, one thing they said is the fact that child psychologists didn't design social media. And again, one thing they emphasized is it takes away children's self-worth and identity. And this is definitely something I've witnessed, I've experienced. It's horrible. It's horrible that social media, this this innocent thing we download because it's cool, it's trendy to have, because our friends have it, can actually create more problems with our mental health than maybe if we're ignorant to it and if we just don't fall into the trap. I'd also say one thing is it leaves you more vague and empty than before you logged on. It's hard, isn't it, when you think about it, that... You go on there seeking something. I don't know what I seek. Is it curiosity that I'm trying to feed? Is it nosiness? Is it boredom? Is it that I'm looking for something? Is it that I'm hoping to find something? I don't know. I don't know why I go on it. I don't know what I hope to find. But when I switch off to it, when I, you know, close it off my phone and carry on with my day, does it make me feel good? No. Does it fill some void in my in myself no it really doesn't I just end up sitting there thinking okay I've killed how much time don't get me wrong certain things will make me laugh and provide me with enjoyment for a moment but when I kind of look back has it created a memory no has it had a huge impact on my life probably not it is really difficult and the statistics that they were talking about on the social dilemma and again I am going to emphasize it just because I watched it really recently it has such a huge impact on me is the fact that they have noticed a correlation between self-harm and suicide attempts and the rise of social media one of the statistics they said is that in in the US self-harm had gone up by 189 percent in pre-teens that's terrifying, 189%. Like that number, what the heck? That's just unreal. And I think the fact bullying, particularly cyberbullying, has become so common in society these days. 
And it's all due to technology, to social media, to not being able to switch off. And again, that's one thing that my mum said to me as well. I've experienced cyberbullying. I've experienced people talking rubbish about me online. And my mum said, if you, if none of you had social media, they might still be talking about you, but you wouldn't know. You'd be completely oblivious. So at least then you don't go to bed thinking at night how awful you feel because it's on a public twitter page for people to see i mean it sucks it's horrible and trying to regulate it is probably impossible really you can report accounts but does it truly stop it i don't know i don't know you may be wondering when and how did i realize that i have an unhealthy relationship with social media It has only been very, very recently. I would literally say the last two months, probably two months. It's something that I need to change for myself and just to lead a healthier life. About two weeks ago, it sounds so random, but I went for dinner with my friend. We went for dinner and typical me, taking ages to get ready. I put my phone on charge whilst I was getting ready. She texts me to say, I'm outside. Um... So I grab my phone, take it off charge, run downstairs, get in the car, we drive off, we leave. And I have this moment where I realise I've forgotten my phone. That never happens. I don't think I've ever forgotten my phone going out for a meal, ever. I turn to my friend and I go, I forgot my phone. And she's like, oh, but we were running really late for dinner. So I wasn't going to say anything of, oh, can we turn around and go back? I need my phone. Um, My parents were already out and I thought okay, this is a bit weird. And I honestly felt as though I had lost a part of me. It sounds stupid, but we're so used to having our phone, whether it's in our back pocket, whether it's in our hand, whether it's in our bag. And I kept thinking that I kept trying to grab for it. And I realised it wasn't there. And I felt so strange. So when we got to dinner, we would normally have our phones on the table we wouldn't really go on them but they'd always be there and as soon as a notification would come through we'd check we'd look you know I have a Apple watch as well so every time I get a notification it'll pop up on my watch I was wearing my watch but obviously because I didn't have my phone in it in the distance within a certain distance it wasn't popping up on my watch so I was getting absolutely nothing I had no idea what was going on so I said well you're gonna have to text my mum because she's picking us up and she was like oh no that's fine I felt really strange to start with I found it really weird not instinctively maybe answering a text or taking a photo or whatever we took a photo of us with our food and that was literally it after that obviously I couldn't go on my phone it was actually really refreshing it was so refreshing to not be thinking in terms of oh should I post oh should I take a picture oh should I do this oh should I do that I didn't do anything I had no idea what was going on and it was really really nice and I got home and I checked my phone and did I have a lot of notifications no because (laughs) I want to say I have no friends. I have friends, but because it was probably, I think it was maybe a Friday night. So like people aren't going to always be texting constantly on a Friday night. And it was so refreshing to not be stewing on like how many texts have I got? Oh, who's messaged me? Oh, what's going on? Blah, 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 blah. It was nice to have that. And it was that moment where I thought, I don't need my phone. I don't need my phone. There are times when I want my phone, but I don't need it, especially if someone else has a phone. Like as long as someone has a phone, you know, for safety, obviously, 
it's really not a big deal. And especially at the moment, everything was closing at 10, but it's basically lockdown now. So, you know, it's not like I'm going off clubbing and I, you know, could be going to the toilet. My friend could still be on the dance floor. It's not that. We're literally going to a restaurant and we're going home together. So, it, you know, there's no issues there. I kind of want to highlight what my biggest addiction is, what social media apps affect me the most what ones am I most drawn to so I can pick the two straight away that I'm the most obsessed with is 100% Instagram and TikTok might sound cheesy I will spend hours on TikTok I will spend so much time on TikTok but then with Instagram I will go on and off it constantly throughout the day I might only spend a couple of minutes on Instagram at a time but I will be probably doing a couple of minutes maybe every two or three hours I will be on it a lot. Although Instagram is now a lot more out of my life, I have to admit, because I I post a lot less than I was and I don't go on it because I've set myself a restriction on how much time I will spend on it in a day. But TikTok is definitely still a problem for me and it is something I'm gonna try and work on. But I think with lockdown here and happening, it is my little form of escapism because I love the sketches, I love the skits, I love the creativity of TikTok. So for now, I'm keeping TikTok in my life. But one thing I've noticed with TikTok is how stressful the the algorithm is. I know it sounds silly and people be like, okay, it's based on what you like. Probably about a month ago, I started on my news feed, on my TikTok feed, getting tarot readings which sound harmless enough. I am quite into spirituality and it's something that's become a lot more interesting to me recently. I'm I'm very interested in it and I think it's it's nice to have something to believe in. So I have become quite interested in horoscopes and tarot readings and psychics and all that. On my For You page, I've started getting these tarot readings. It's all based on an algorithm. I know it's, you know, what The topic is, if you like enough of those posts, those posts will keep coming into your account. The fact that now, after about a good month of it, tarot readings are still all over my For You page. They're telling me about relationships, about past relationships. Don't get me wrong, some of it resonates with me and I do sit there and go, oh my God, that's me. That that was my experience of a relationship and that's what happened and that's how I feel and blah, 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 blah. So I'll like it, I'll share it, I'll follow the account and then it keeps happening when they keep telling you this is going to happen by halloween and then halloween comes along halloween comes and goes and and the thing that they're telling you is going to happen doesn't happen or oh in the next week you'll get the best news of your life and the only news that you get is that you're going into another national lockdown and somehow i don't think that's the best news of my life it is a really annoying thing and it definitely made me realize that it is something that I've got to try and cut out myself. So where before I was falling into the trap of, oh my goodness, this tarot reading, oh wow, it resonates so much with me. I'm now like scroll past. Try and scroll past because is it benefiting you in any way? No, it's making you feel more emotional, a bit sadder because you're getting your hopes up that this thing is going to happen and it doesn't happen. So who who's the person that gets upset when you don't get the best news of your life on Halloween or whatever? It's only me. So I realised that it was becoming a big problem because I was basing some reading on TikTok around my life and my experiences and I was getting my hopes up based on that and it's just ridiculous. 
I've also noticed more recently, since I've become a lot more aware of my social media usage, how when I write assignments or when I do uni work, if I get stuck, if there's a moment where I'm maybe not sure what to write or I can't quite phrase something correctly, before I've even processed what is going on, I'll end up on Instagram. I'll be scrolling on social media. When I get stuck, when my brain is maybe a bit confused because it happens, let's be real, I'll be on social media and I haven't even processed it until I'm kind of like, oh wait, why am I on here? What am I doing? What am I looking for? Why do I need to go on Instagram when I'm actually trying to read a Shakespeare play or when I'm trying to write a critical review? What is going on? And you just realise like, it gets to a point that it's almost like an addiction that you're not even aware you're doing it you're not even aware you're on social media and it made me realize like why am I doing this this is just not good this is not a a healthy situation and it's not benefiting me in any way it's not helping my concentration it's not aiding my difficulty in understanding something um again one thing they said on the social dilemma is we're training and conditioning a whole new generation of people that when we are uncomfortable or lonely or uncertain or afraid we have a digital pacifier for ourselves and I think that's so accurate and that's what I've noticed with the being stuck on uni work and resorting to social media it's pacifying these problems instead of facing the problems and going okay I'm stuck what can I do to come up with something to help what can I do to fix that difficulty or answer my question or rephrase that answer instead of going to google or emailing a lecturer or reading a book I try to make myself feel better by going on instagram but does it make me feel better no because it doesn't aid my issues in any way also one thing they talked about and I'd heard the phrase being used before but I'd never really thought about it in much depth is the idea of snapchat dysmorphia So basically Snapchat dysmorphia is the idea of all the Snapchat filters that you have. And again, it's not just Snapchat. You get these filters on like all the big social media platforms these days. The way they make you look has actually affected people's self-image so much that they have tried to, whether it's changed their look or want to look like a Snapchat filter. And I'm definitely guilty of that. There's a certain Snapchat filter. And if my friends know me, when I send them like messages on Snapchat, there's a certain filter I use and it's kind of like a sunset one. I don't know what it's called, but it makes your skin look unreal. It looks like you're literally on a beach in Hawaii. Like you're all glowing. You look really healthy. It gets rid of all your spots. It does probably change your face shape a bit. I think it makes your eyes a bit bigger as well. And that became like an obsession for me. Like every time I would Snapchat people, I would use this filter because it made my skin look unreal. And I remember looking and it got to a point a few months ago where I looked at this filter and I was like, I want my skin to look like this. I want my skin to be like this. And recently I'm like laughing to myself because I'm like, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'd still love my skin to look like that, but it's never going to happen. Your skin is natural. It's affected by so many different factors like the weather and hormones and diet and health and all that that a snapchat filter is perfect it's ideal it's a dream that's never going to be a reality because it's pixels you're never going to look like that and as much as you'd love your skin to be that clear and tanned and glowing it's not going to be like that and it's just so ridiculous to think that I would like to look and I aspire to look like a snapchat filter like what the hell 
So again, I want to say that more recently, don't get me wrong, there's still part of me that would love to look that way, but I'm aware that it it isn't a reality. It's all an image. So I'm not going to be getting any facial surgery anytime soon to look like this filter. I have noticed when my usage of tech gets out of control, it does make me more anxious. Certain notification noises make me panic. They make me stew on what's going on. If you hear a WhatsApp notification for personal reasons, it makes me like, oh my God, what's that? It will make me stop what I'm doing to look at my phone. It does create anxiety. It does create a degree of stress. And it's just crazy how powerful these notification noises are it's unreal. I do have my phone on silent a lot of the time just because I don't like to keep looking at my phone. But when my phone's off silent and you get that certain noise and you're like, what, what does my, I don't know, what's someone commented on Instagram? Oh, what's happened on Facebook? Oh, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, why am I so obsessed? Like, what does it do? And it does create a certain level of anxiety, emphasising the points I made earlier about the cons of it, the anxiety of people meeting up and you not being included. That made me feel like rubbish. Oh my goodness. A lot of my issues with relationships with friends and stuff is based on probably social media. A lot of that has had such a huge impact on me and my mental state of mind that it's stuff I'm trying to cure now but I don't think I'll ever fully be over those issues and again this is a little bit more personal for me and this is something I feel a bit weird talking about but we're being honest here this is hindsight Han what we've learned and this is a lesson I learned very very recently and I just want to share it with you So basically, in my first episode of the podcast, you'll know that I lost someone I love really, really dearly a couple of months ago. Um, It was a really awful, rubbish, difficult, upsetting, crappy situation. It sucked. And when it first happened, this is something I'm going to go into a lot more detail in a future episode about breakups and relationships and how difficult they are and how intense they are. But when that person removed themselves from my life. I made a point the first couple of weeks that they left my life to post everything. Every time I was out with friends, I posted on my Instagram story. Every time I went for drinks, I got a cute picture and posted it. I was posting all the time. Every time I did something, I was like, right, let's get a story. And I put on this smile and don't get me wrong, I was happy with those people, but generally I was sad because I, I'd i lost someone that I love and I was so heartbroken. I'm getting these pictures to be like, I'm okay, I'm cool, I'm fine, I'm good. Was I? No, like realistically, I was probably sat there the whole time like with my friends being like, I'm so sad, like, uh, like woe is me. But I was like, let's get a cute picture. So I was posting all these pictures and I was talking to a girl that I work with at work and I want to give Sean a huge shout out because we love Sean. she's a gem. I said to her, like, we were talking about it and she said to me that basically by posting on social media all these things that you're out here and you're out there to kind of prove that you're air quote over a breakup when we all knew I wasn't it creates more of a problem it makes you look like you're trying to prove a point it makes you almost look I'd probably say a bit pathetic really and that's just my own experience again everyone's different but I definitely looked pathetic because it was like 
I was trying to prove something. I was trying to make myself look okay when I wasn't. I was giving that person all the information they needed. They could see that I was with my girlfriends. They could see that I was having wine. They could see that I was out for lunch with my friend and her boyfriend. They could see everything. They knew what I was doing if they wanted to know. Not that they did, but if they wanted to know, they could have known. There was no privacy in my life. How come beforehand I was keeping things private in my personal life? I wasn't posting all the time when I was out with people or when I was doing things. I did post a lot, but not that much. Why did I feel the need when I got dumped to be like, oh, this is what I'm doing. Oh, that's what I'm doing. Oh, I'm here. Oh, I'm there. It was just like, it wasn't right. And it was giving all the ammo, all the privacy that I should keep to myself and that I should savour. I was giving it all away. I was I was literally sacrificing my privacy and my feelings to social media and to creating this ideal image of myself when Lord knows I wasn't looking and feeling the way I may have looked in those photos or I wasn't as happy as I may have perceived. And that made me realise that it was definitely a problem and it was something that I had to cut down on. So when she told me that and when she said, you know, just be careful what you post and just be sort of wary because you don't want to look as though you're giving all your cards away and you're putting all your feelings out there. And after that, it made me really reevaluate what I was doing. I definitely took a moment to be like, okay, Charlotte, you've got to stop, like cut down on the social media posting. And I've been so much better since my friend gave me that wake up call. And what I'd say, if you're friends of someone who's maybe going through a breakup, who's posting all the time, I'm not saying like, don't let them post, but maybe just remind them, don't give everything away. Keep some things to yourself. Keep some privacy because it's your life. It's not everyone else's life. It's yours. Like, savour it. So one thing it makes me think, and one question I'm kind of pondering on more recently, is are my issues with social media based on my own insecurity? And the reason why I say this is because for so long I have been quite an insecure person. I think until recently I didn't really know who I was and I didn't really know where I stood and what my feelings were and it has probably only been the last few months maybe six months that I've been a lot more comfortable in myself probably since the first lockdown I have cut down posting apart from obviously that moment where I got dumped <laughs> um and I I lost someone I cared about but that actually kind of proves my point a bit more it did make me feel very self-conscious and as though I wasn't good enough and it definitely crushed my self-worth So that's probably why I felt the need to post more and be on social media more and like obsess over it. And since I've kind of gotten over that real insecurity, I'm a lot more, again, level-headed. I'm a lot more cool with myself and my feelings. And I've noticed that I've cut down on social media. Is that showing the idea that my relationship, my personal relationship with social media is based on my insecurity? Because there are definitely correlations between when I'm feeling really confident and how much time I'm spending on social media and when I'm feeling really insecure and how much time I'm spending on social media. I'm not saying it's a proven point. I'm not saying there's a definitive answer, but from my experiences, that's definitely something I'm thinking and considering. And it might be worth, if anyone else is going through that as well, maybe considering it for yourself. Are you feeling really comfortable in yourself at the moment? And are you spending a lot of time on social media or are you not? And there may be correlations, there may not because obviously some people do it for business and work. So, you know, it's not as clear cut as that, but you know, if you're just scrolling constantly through social media, are you going through a time where maybe you are feeling certain things that 
maybe need to be addressed? I don't know. I'm just posing questions and feel free to talk to me about it if you have any thoughts or feelings. I'd be really interested to know. The one thing that I do notice, and I can't be the only one here that that has felt this or or done this. I've become in the past so obsessed with likes. Who has and hasn't liked my posts? It's hard. I've noticed it particularly more in the last, I'd say, couple of years. And again, it was only recently that I noticed that it didn't bother me that much anymore. But there were certain posts where I would actually talk about it with my mum and she, she'd she say like, oh, because I'd talk about it so much. She'd be like, oh, did you get many likes? And I'm like, oh, I only got this many. And she's like, well, that's still good. And I'm like, no, like my last post, I got this many. And I'd be like, and so-and-so liked it, but so-and-so didn't. Why does it matter? Like, who cares? What does it do? Does it Does it validate you? Does it prove anything about yourself if certain people like it or certain people don't? Hell no, hell no. It's, you know, some people may have seen it, some people may not. Some people may have reasons for not liking it. Maybe they're angry at you or I don't know, but like, how are you gonna know? Unless you actively message them and go, why didn't you like my Instagram? Do you care? Like, I I can't be asked to do that. So there were times where certain people wouldn't like my posts and I would sit stewing genuinely stewing on why they didn't like my post who cares like what is the point what does that achieve it literally achieves nothing and it just made me feel so again anxious affect my mental health and make me insecure it's ridiculous it's unhealthy and I just can't handle that anymore those are the issues that I've definitely experienced with mental health, social media, insecurity, realizations, eye-opening moments that have made me realize that maybe my relationship with my social accounts is probably not the healthiest relationship or definitely something that needs to be improved on. The question that raises is, well, what am I doing about it? How am I trying to reduce the power of social media in my life? Well, it is hard. And I think at the moment, I'm basing a lot of it on willpower. A lot of it is telling myself, you don't need to go on that right now. You can do that later. You can look tonight, it will still be there. It's not the end of the world. And a lot of it is willpower. It is hard. And it's not for everyone. Willpower is not for everyone. Some people may feel the need to put restrictions on their on their phone usage. If, if that's what you want to do, and again, there's no right or wrong answer. This is just if people are feeling the way that I'm feeling right now, you may have to put time limits on. You may have to reduce it to an hour a day on Instagram or an hour a day on TikTok. The thought of only an hour a day on TikTok actually makes me want to cry because I will spend hours on TikTok. I should probably put restrictions on that. But again, like I said, because of lockdown, I'm not doing that right now because that will be the one thing keeping me sane for the next, hopefully just a month. But let's be real, it probably won't be a month. Oh God. I'd also say, for me, what I'm doing is I'm restricting it in my head. So I've set myself the limit, as I said to you earlier in the podcast, I will only go on Instagram twice a day. I can do I can do those two times a day whenever I want. If I want to go on Instagram first thing in the morning and then at lunchtime, I can do that if, if that's what I want to do. But then I will not go on it for the rest of the day unless there's something really, really, really important. But I highly doubt it is Instagram. Otherwise, what I tend to do is I tend to go on it maybe when I wake up and then when I go to bed. But actually, I posted a picture on my Instagram, on my personal account yesterday evening, around probably nine o'clock. I maybe checked it around 10 o'clock and I haven't been on it since. So we're coming up to 24 hours and I haven't been on Instagram. 
there are moments where I'm a bit like, oh, I could go on Instagram right now. And I'm like, save it for later. When you're tired and you're in bed and you want something to look at, go on it then. And again, that's that's willpower. That's just, I'm quite a disciplined person like that. If I set myself a goal like that, I am going to be really strict with myself just because I'm quite particular about weakness and um, I don't like to let myself down. I'm being quite disciplined with that at the moment. And again, that won't work for everyone, but that is just my personal, personal experience. Um, Also, if I'm going out, I've noticed that my plan is to try and take pictures sort of straight away because, you know, if you dress up, I'm a bit of a basic bitch, I guess you can say. I do like to take pictures when I've made a lot of effort. If I've done my makeup nice where I'm wearing a cute outfit, I do like to take a photo because I do scrapbook. I do like memories and and photos. It's, It's a really big thing in my life. I went out with my friend on Friday. I literally said to her, when you get to mine, like run in quickly, we'll take a couple of pictures and that's it. So she came in, we took a couple of photos, got a couple of cute ones and we're like, okay, we're done. When we got to the restaurant, we did take a photo, but there are times where like, I have stewed so much on getting cute photos. Oh, I need a cute picture for my Instagram. Oh, I want to look cute. Oh, da, 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 da. oh, we need to take pictures. Now I'm like, as long as I get, you know, like a cute couple for, for scrapbooking, for memories, I really don't care. So once I take the pictures, I try not to look at my phone as much. Obviously I will, but just not as much as I did before. It is hard. It is really difficult. But when you're in the moment and actually if you're having a good time with your friend, you don't need to spend all your time on your phone unless you're like showing them something, but it's really not that big of a deal. Also, what I've decided to start doing, and again, this is just me personally, is I'm not posting as much on my Instagram stories where before I used to post, like every time I went somewhere, I'd be like, oh, I put this on my story. Now I'm like, okay, don't. How about you keep it private? How about you keep it to yourself? Like people don't need to know where you are all the flipping time. Like A, do they care? And B, it's no one's business. So I'm trying to limit that. I'm not telling people not to post. I'm not telling people like tag me for you know, I still like it. Like if I go out for dinner with my friend, like still tag me in it, I may just not share it or I may share it the next day. There are times where I forget to share it um, because I just think there have been times where I've maybe gone for a meal with a friend and I've like taken a cute picture of, of them at the dinner table or whatever. And then I'm like, oh, I'll put this on my story. And I spend so long like adding the location, adding a caption, adding a gif, tagging the minute that I'm like, I'm probably wasting a good five minutes thinking about this Instagram story when I don't have like a lot of followers it's not my job it's just for a bit fun that I'm like why am I not just having fun with the person I'm with why is it a big deal to get this Instagram story like take the photo keep it on your phone and then just put your phone away it's willpower for me that is my big thing it is just how it works for me other people will be completely different and if anyone else has any techniques or habits to try and cut down on social media, please let me know because I would love to know different methods and techniques. I am really trying to cut down and cut down my phone time because it just sucks when you realise you've spent your whole day on your phone. Like, it's rubbish. So in terms of what I would say this episode has raised in my head, for me, I think the big thing is we need to demand people, governments, political leaders, Although it's difficult, we need more regulation on social media. We need better data protection. We need to have enough laws. We need to have more laws protecting us, protecting relatives, children, teens, 
just so it's not as toxic of an environment as it has become because I think don't get me wrong it is amazing and the things social media can do is unreal but it can be so toxic and it can be so dangerous and it is a slippery slope once you get onto it I'm not a parent I don't have kids I won't be having kids for a significant amount of time maybe try and regulate your kids on social media try and find time limits try and find other things to do and I know it's so hard because obviously kids want to do TikToks and they want to if their friends are on social media they want to be on social media but maybe I don't know if there's an age limit on the social dilemma but if they're old enough maybe show them it open conversations make sure you talk to them about cyberbullying and make sure you remind them that it is okay to talk about it and if there's anything they're concerned about if someone sent them a weird message if friends friends air quote friends if people at school are being unkind to them on social media just create a safe space for them to feel that they can talk about things open that dialogue open that communication because it is such a dangerous thing because social media is so good at switching us off to people that if you are switching off to people but you're seeing horrible things being said about you or being said about a friend online it can be so difficult to stand up and talk about it because we're switching off we are so prone to isolating ourselves because of social media another thing i'd say and again there's no answer to this and i'm i'm not saying i'm right or wrong i'm just posing a thought and a question to you the listener what would we say to upping the legal age on social media i don't know i it's difficult because i think with kids you know they're getting it so young now i mean i see kids at like 9 with Instagram or TikTok or younger and I think oh my goodness like how have you got that I compare their lives to my life you know when I was their age which seems so long ago now and I'm not saying there's a yes or no answer and I don't think it's that straightforward but what would it be like if we changed the legal age I know some kids would still get it anyway um, because I know so many kids that got like Instagram before they were 13 but it's just a thought I have in my mind and just maybe something we could talk about in in a bit more detail so the final thing I want to say and again as I always remind you this is hindsight hun we bring it back to hindsight my experiences looking back in hindsight what I want to say is for me personally I'm so glad I grew up in that generation that kind of just missed social media having a huge impact on my preteen and teen years I would say my age group my school my peers probably got into social media a lot more probably around the age of 14 15 I personally didn't get Facebook until I was 17 I was really late on that because my mum kept saying no you're not getting it um I probably could have got it but I was too scared of my mum that I wouldn't I wouldn't have like gone against her um because she kept saying this thing of like if you post a picture saying your garden like crazy people can find out where you live and they can just show up at your house and I remember having that like instilled in me and being like no I'll never get Facebook and then one day I just did I got Snapchat in I want to say it was 2013 so I was like 15 and I think I got Instagram when I was 16 or 17 so I was quite naive to it but also I had my childhood I had my childhood completely away from technology. I grew up with all my toys and, you know, the most we had was like DS or PlayStation or Wii, but they were great because like you didn't really take them with you or if you did, like, you know, you'd maybe play like Nintendogs or something. So like you didn't have Wi-Fi, like, 
you know, you couldn't be interacting with other people. You were interacting with like your dog or like Animal Crossing. You know, there was nothing beyond that little world. I'd also like to say that in hindsight, I wish things hadn't affected me as much as they did. And I know that's so easy and trivial to say now, but things that I've posted over the years have affected me so much. They've crushed or fed my self-esteem, both. If certain posts that I've made, I maybe look back in the future and go, I don't like that picture it will like crush my self-esteem. Or if I post certain things and it didn't get a certain number of likes, again, it would crush my self-esteem. If certain pictures I posted got loads of likes, I'd feel like a real little ego boost. And I think that's just madness that my feelings of validation come from people that, yeah, I do know because pretty much everyone I know on my uh, social media accounts, I do know. But a lot of them, I probably don't have a lot to do with anymore. And their, their likes are making me feel something they're making me feel validated and good about myself and I wish they hadn't made me feel those things because it's so toxic and it's so difficult and it's so hard to separate yourself from those likes and those comments on social media. I know I will definitely still be affected by likes and who does and doesn't like my posts but I'm hoping that now I'm aware of things a lot more that I can switch off to it better I'm not saying I'm an expert. I'm not saying that I don't need people's opinions. Of course, I'm, I'm always going to look at people's opinions. I'm from that generation that opinions do matter to me, unfortunately. But I'm just going to try and be better at switching off to it. And lastly, I just want to say, please remind yourself that the friends you surround yourself with in real life and the experiences you have in the real world are so much more important than the likes you have on social media. And again, I'm not trying to be like a guru telling you this, I'm also telling myself that. The experiences you have in life are gonna affect you so much more than the likes you get on social media. Like, please don't base your validation and your self-worth on that because it's really not worth it. It really isn't, especially when it's not your job, it's not your business. You know, I I do social media as a hobby so why am I letting my hobby like crush my self-esteem? You know, it's just, it's it's absolute madness how much of an impact it's having. It's It really is scary. So I just wanna say thank you so, so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of the podcast. Again, I'm not professing to be an expert. This is just my experiences, my feelings that I've had again from the documentary, The Social Dilemma, which I would highly recommend you watch on Netflix. And Although I didn't really mention it in much detail, if you are interested in like tech and tech companies and how controlling they can become, but in a very, very extremist way, I would recommend The Circle by Dave Eggers. I actually wrote an essay on it in my final year at uni. Yeah, so thank you so much for listening. Please reach out if you have any questions or ideas that you'd like to share. I would be so interested in learning if you're really affected by social media. If you're not, what are you trying to do? If you are trying to sort of cut down social media usage, do you have any tips? I'd love to hear tips. And also if you'd like to share them with me and other listeners, that would be amazing. I'd really, really appreciate it. Or if you have different opinions, if you really feel as though there's no negatives to social media and it's only positives, like let me know. I'd love to hear more and I'd love to hear your opinions. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you've enjoyed it and have maybe taken something away from it. Please subscribe on your listening platform. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on all the main platforms. So please enjoy it on there. Please subscribe. Please rate it if you enjoy the podcast. We're a few episodes in now, so I'm 
hoping you're getting a feel for who I am and the nonsense I talk about. Um, please follow the Facebook page Hindsight Hun and the Instagram page at Hindsight underscore Hun. If you have any questions, message me. If you would like to come on a future episode, let me know. If you have any episode ideas, again, let me know. I would be so interested to hear. Since I'm in lockdown now for the next month, I will be recording from home. So if anyone wants to do a Zoom podcast episode or a FaceTime podcast episode, let me know and we can do that. We can work it out. That would be amazing. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed and I'll see you next week with a brand new episode 